Welcome to the Choose Life Radio Network. Your host is Jill Taylor. Every week we bring you a candid conversation with someone who's making a difference for the cause of life. And now here's Jill to introduce today's guest on Choose Life Radio. Welcome to Choose Life Radio. I'm Jill Taylor and I am so excited to introduce to you today Kurt Dillinger. Kurt is the president and the founder of Life International. We're going to talk a lot about life today, aren't we, Kurt? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I want to just start off with some of the things that we've experienced here in the last months as a nation. We've we've really watched America become more and more violent. More and more people are pulling back in fear, I would say, the idea of please don't come into my neighborhood, please don't do this to my store. Randy Alcorn wrote in his book, Pro-Life Answers to Pro-Choice Arguments. He said that once we made abortion legal in our country, the death culture grew and is still growing today. Do you see that happening in our nation? That's a great question, Jill. There's so much that you can unpack with this because Really, you could also say that this really started with Adam and Eve, you know, so the death culture grew and is still growing today mm-hmm. because of their decision to choose death versus life. And and we see this in Scripture, uh, maybe most described in John 10.10, 10. you know, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come to give life and give it abundantly. And so here we see this age-old cosmic battle between good and evil. There are seasons where we see things kind of seem peaceful and seem like there's not too much unrest. And then recently, we have seen just an explosion, it seems like, of violence And it's almost as if something has been sitting under the surface for a while and Mm -hmm. just waiting for a moment to express itself in in this violent form. And so I think it's very insightful that Randy wrote this because there are markers where we can see where when, when something like abortion becomes legal, we could almost project there's going to be a devaluing of human life as a result of that, not only with the most innocent among us, the preborn, but then maybe the most vulnerable, and then maybe it turns into people groups and racial tensions. We're in a season where we're experiencing an increase of violence. That's something that's predicted, I think, in Scripture. Uh, it's something that I believe we need to come back to the solution to it. I think we're dealing with primarily a spiritual issue in our day and time uh, with all of this violence that's occurring. And I think our solution is still a spiritual issue. I think we need to respond to our Father, come back to Him. And in Him, I think, is the only place for resolve of how to love one another the God who created love, the God who is the one who is the giver of life, uh, really has a way for us to live together in peace, no matter what economic social status you might be in or what religion you have or what um, race your, your heritage is. Our God is the way 
for us to move forward together. And so I do see it increasing, and I also see the opportunity then for the church to be the church here today, because the church carries the answer for what's going on today. That's really helpful to hear. I just think we need to stress that when we accept abortion as the answer to a pregnancy, to that gift that God has given, and and we all know that life isn't something we can necessarily manipulate, although they're working on that. Creating test tube babies and that sort of thing might be what we look at in the future. But right now, you're still working with the sperm and the egg, and you're still trying to put together that uh, unique coupling that allows us to have a zygote and then soon a, you know, a, a growing baby from, from that moment on. But as long as we consider abortion to be just not only acceptable, but now acceptable, as long as you, you know, feel it right to the end, you want to abort that baby, absolutely you should be able to in the United States of America. If, as a couple of people have suggested, if you want to have that child and lay that child aside and discuss this with your doctor, whether you really want that child or not then we still have the opportunity to end that life, which is infanticide. <laughs> it's just like, if you can kill that innocent child at any stage, then it's no big deal to to hurt someone else, to, to take a knife and stab someone in the, in the streets or shoot someone that you don't even know with a, you know, a spray of bullets. I'm really concerned about where we are on life right now. The devaluing of other people for lots of reasons we're seeing taking off in our day and time like we haven't seen in a long time. And I do believe it goes back to that decision of uh, legalizing abortion. I do believe that Mother Teresa had it correctly when she said that a society has ceased to being civilized if they don't protect the most innocent among them. The whole idea of being a civilized society, I believe, is rooted in standing up for the voiceless, being one who will protect the most vulnerable, caring for those who are at high risk. That's, I think, a, a, a biblical concept of society in a society that is civil in nature, valuing the things that God values, which is all of human life starting with the preborn person, fully human, made in the image of God. We must start there, and that's why at Life International, we, we call that the tip of the spear of all of the issues where human life is being devalued. The most innocent human being among all of them is that preborn person in the womb. Mm-hmm. And, and we call that a people group that we're trying to reach. Uh, it's a hidden people group. It's an unreached people group. It's a heavily persecuted people group that's in the womb. We've heard it said that in the United States, uh, the womb is one of the most dangerous places to be, mm-hmm. given the laws and all that's going on with the narcissism that's just raging throughout our country. So the human tragedy of our time in history is the devaluing of the most innocent among us. Mm-hmm. And then there's this ripple effect that occurs. If you don't value that preborn person, then maybe that newborn person you don't value. 
Mm-hmm. And then maybe that person who's not quite 18 months old. Mm-hmm. Some people would say personhood doesn't exist until you're 18 months old, which is amazing to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you put a how you create that, but mm-hmm. uh, that's what some would say in our academic settings. And then what about the elderly and those who are at end of life? Are they valuable? So, yeah, there is that ripple effect. If you don't protect the most innocent, then you're mm-hmm. going to see other lives not valued as well. And we have really dealt with that entire stream that you just mentioned. We've dealt with the nursing homes and the people who are basically waiting for other people to make decisions for them that might end their lives. You bring all these COVID patients in and, you know, mingle them in to these most vulnerable people, you're going to cost them their lives. And yet there's a sense that, well, we really could afford to get rid of those people. Those people are just costing us and not providing anything. We're also dealing awkwardly right now with the race relations at this time, trying to navigate the anger and the hatred that we're seeing on the news programs. But no one, I think just maybe recently I'm hearing people, are dealing with the thought that we are killing and ending the lives of black babies at a rate of five times as much as the babies with other skin tones. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, There is no logic to this. With any people group, if they would say that their lives matter, but don't protect those within that group who are in the womb, you have to ask the question, are they overlooking this intentionally, or has it just not come on the radar yet? This is a huge concern, and within the pro-life community itself, there have been large efforts and voices saying that this is at a genocidal level for the black community in the United States. In fact, that's what Planned Parenthood uh, initiated with Margaret Sanger, who really felt compelled to control the growth of the black community indeed trying to reduce it and then eliminate it. Mm. And so if you look at the history of Planned Parenthood itself, that's how they started to control the growth of the black community. And that's what's happening today. And that's what the numbers that you just communicated, Jill, would reflect that. Mm. Uh, There should be more of a discussion about this. And if there is not, then you might think there might be other things to the agenda that need to be examined more right. thoroughly. Wow. You you have taken us deep really fast. I so appreciate the things that you've shared. We're going to take a very brief break here and come right back with more on Choose Life Radio. Thank you, Kurt, for being with us today. Thank you for joining us today here on Choose Life Radio. We are here because of people just like you, friends who partner with us through prayer and their financial gifts. This summer, we'd like to invite you to become a Choose Life Radio ally. For a gift of any amount to Choose Life Radio, we'd like to send you, as our way of saying thank you, the Jeremiah Study Bible. This 2,200-page hardcovered edition has over 8,000 individual study notes from Dr. David Jeremiah, over 50 
full-length articles, and a wealth of resources to help you study the Bible in a deeper way. We'll also include a copy of the Bible Promise Book. This handy little volume is a reference that is full of biblical wisdom on many practical matters. I'm sure you'll find this little reference very helpful. This package is a $55 retail value. It's yours, while supplies last, for a gift of any amount to Choose Life Radio. And we'll cover the postage. Visit ChooseLifeRadio.com. Find out more and connect with us. And while you're there, make sure to let us know the call letters of the station you're listening to. Reach out and connect today. Become a Choose Life Radio ally and join our team. Visit ChooseLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Choose Life Radio. I just want to let you know, on our website, you can find all of our podcasts of interviews that we've done with people just like Kurt Dillinger, and there are great opportunities for you to catch up on some of the things that we're doing in the culture of life. So you can go to chooseliferadio.com and just click on the podcasts, and we'd love to have you also support us, do anything that you wish by finding out more about us. Kurt, thank you for the work that you're doing in Life International. Tell me a little bit just about that ministry. Thank you, Jill. We are able to work with incredible individuals all over the world. Currently, we're in 101 nations, and we work with movement leaders or leaders that have an impact on other leaders. And so there's a whole network uh, that you begin to influence when you work with one of these leaders. And then we bring uh, new tools to them that they can utilize as they disciple and equip and raise up their whole leadership network within their nation. Tools that relate to the Father's heart for life. That's what we're promoting all over the world. What is our Father's heart for life? Not only the theological positions and uh, the biblical foundations for all of this, which is vitally important. But do we know his heart for this issue? So more of the relational aspect. And, and when a pastor comes to grips with the very heart of the Father on life issues, they are forever changed. There's a transformation that takes place, and they are compelled to bring this message with the gospel into their future ministry that they are doing at the time. And so we're excited about that, and we're seeing this become more of a movement than it is any kind of franchisement or addition type of work around the world. Because when you equip leaders like this with this kind of message, it's like this fire erupts and it just takes off, and it's spreading all over the globe now. So we're so excited to see uh, lives being valued in every culture, in every nation, in every tribe all over the world. And we hear stories every week of this happening uh, because of this very simple message of every human life is made in the image of God and valuable to God. Our Father loves every person. And we bring that message to leadership with that biblical foundation, and it just takes off. It's amazing. It, mm. it seems like a simple message to us, but for those who hear it for the first time, it goes straight to their heart, and it gets ignited and takes off. 
I imagine if you're talking about 101 nations, you're talking about a lot of impoverished nations that are struggling themselves for food and shelter and clothing, and yet to be considering the child that's coming into the world, these people probably value that child because it's another child that's going to help take care and help bring the firewood and that sort of thing. So there's a value to life that just is naturally helpful to have more hands, more people. Are you finding that when you're talking with people? Uh, Tell me about the countries that are struggling the most right now. Well, the majority world would be the group that you're talking about, and that's where food is difficult, shelter is difficult, health care is difficult, and so the pressure is, how can I have another child? Because if I have this child, that means my other children will starve. And So there's lots of tension that's built in to this issue all over the globe, especially in the majority world. When we bring the biblical instruction to this and teaching that you know every child is a heritage from the Lord and the fruit of the womb is like a reward for that family system, God's ways are different than human ways and that when our relationship with him develops, we can see the value of children more and more. There is a different response. And so we cannot ignore the struggle of life when there's a shortage of food, shortage of shelter, shortage of protection, uh, shortage of education, uh, shortage of water. All of those are issues that have to be addressed when we look at the well-being of our fellow humans all over the world. But it seems like where we're able to bring this message, the Lord provides a way for health to develop. Right. And uh, because we're, we're holistic in our approach, and we try to connect these leaders that we're working with all over the globe with other resources as well who bring more uh, readily a response to uh, those other crisis situations. Mm-hmm. We're really hoping that just by this program, literally, we can encourage pastors to speak on this topic. To It's hard to address, especially in the Protestant churches. We just don't hear it very much. And it's a very important issue. If a parent has not talked about what a gift you are as a child— or has not said, you know, even if I had had one that I didn't expect, I would have loved him just like I love you. Some of those kinds of statements begin the the child's formation of what they think of a pregnancy. So that there's a trust in the family that no matter what, it is a gift from God. Only God can give it. You know, we have so many women who want to be pregnant and wish that they had large families and Adoption's a great way, but you cannot force a pregnancy without God allowing that. You know, I just really feel strongly, even though we're in deep poverty in places and shortage of food and shelter, we still value life. You have some interesting material on your website. Would you give your website and talk to us a little bit about Israel in particular, what you're dealing with there? Yeah, our website is www.lifeinternational.com. Dot org, and there you can find all of our current activity and where we're working around the world. We have partners that we work with in each country. We wouldn't identify them as a Life International brand, but they are 
partners that work with us around the world. And so our friends in Israel have been there for quite some time. It's an extremely um, liberal culture. And so abortion is legal and has been for quite some time. The work that's going on there is extremely effective in doing what I just said. They work with church leaders throughout the country, and they help bring understanding of the Father's heart for life. The work that's going on there is very effective. Well, I thank you for that, because I think that that's one of the things that our nation is trying to have a better and better solid relationship with Israel, knowing that our faith comes through Christ and we're connected. They're someday going to understand the gift that God gave us in his son, Jesus Christ. I do believe, Jill, this is my personal belief. I can't connect any theology to it, really, but I do believe that being a friend of Israel connects us to our Father in Heaven in a relational aspect because He has a special heart for that land and the people. And when we take a stand for Israel and what we have done over the years, we have stood by Israel for the most part. I think we have really been blessed as a nation as a result of that. It's amazing to me how Israel becomes such a target for so many people and nations around the world who really hate them. I don't know if they deserve that at all. I'm a strong advocate for Israel. I'd encourage us to do a little history work on this and and really get the truth behind it, because I think there's a lot of messaging going on today that is not true about Israel and historically, and uh, we really do need to have a better perspective on that. I think that's a great admonition that we stand together and pray for them. They are surrounded by enemies, and amazingly, they they stay strong. So I do believe God's hand is on them as a nation. And I also think we have great opportunities for all the people that that want to tour into that beautiful land and, and understand the days that Christ walked on the earth. It's a great opportunity for us to be sharing why Jesus is important in our lives, you know. So, and you, even if we value human life, Jill, sorry to interrupt you. No, that's okay. I, this is a big thing for me. I, I see what happens to Israel when there's a negative picture that's being broadcast out there about them, and then there becomes uh, a resistance to work with Israel, even with the business communities, and that hurts them economically. They have some serious issues with hunger and homelessness and issues like that in Israel that we need to be aware of. Uh, My heart goes out there because God loves Israel. Mm -hmm. He loves every people group on earth. If there was any people group that this would be happening to, I would stand up for them and say, wait a minute, we need to value those human beings in that nation. We serve a God of the nations, and he wants us to be in a place where we would take our resources and help those who are in need. And so historically, that's what we have done with Israel. We have helped them. I would encourage our listeners to really look into what's happening in Israel today. Discover for yourself what is going on, and then you can respond accordingly. That's great advice. You quoted a passage out of Psalm 127, verse 3, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. 
I think that is a great place for us to finish up here, just recognizing that God has given us a gift with every child. We have no idea how that child's going to grow up, what that child's gifts are going to be, but we do know that every life is extremely important. Well, as we look at that Psalm 127, we can see in there God's design, what he has in mind for us as his creation. And whenever his design is under attack, we're not going to experience what he intended for us to experience. And so we are called at this time to come back, understand what his design is for the family, understand what his design is for that preborn person, and join him in that, celebrate life, and we'll begin to experience what he intended for us in his creation. He is the life giver. He has life for us. If we go there, open our hearts to him, we will experience that. We'll experience abundant life. And I believe it with all of my heart. Ah, thank you so much for sharing it. Truth and life, that is just a great way to end. Thank you so much, Kurt, for your time today and, and the wisdom that you share. We just will continue to pray over your ministry for Life International. Go to Kurt's website, lifeinternational.org or .com, and hear more about what they're doing around the world. And while you're online, why don't you try checking out chooseliferadio.com where you can find our podcasts and lots of good things. We've got a very special offer today. We'd like to give you the Jeremiah Study Bible. It is phenomenal. And all the details are right there at that website, chooseliferadio.com. And thank you for being a listener with us today and joining us on this journey again and again. We hope that you understand the gift that God gives in life. You are a special person. Join me next week right here on Choose Life Radio. The preceding program was sponsored by the Choose Life Radio Network of Canton, Ohio.